sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match us. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. Hey, everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. And this week we're doing. Hawkeye versus Hawkeye. Not Alan Alda. No. He won't even be mentioned. Nope. Not even to say not Alan Alda. Although he is mentioned in an issue of the new Hawkeye. But not what we did. Whoa, you're sounding fuzzy, dude. How about now? Say something else. Am I sounding fuzzy now? No, you sound all right. <laughs> that might have been... Uh... Might have been the shrooms kicking in on my end as well. Yeah, and if anyone listening hears me as fuzzy, they might want to check with their doctor. Or their priest. They're really the people to consult about anything going wrong with your body. Um, wait, is Alan Alda actually mentioned? or His character is. Ah. So they're, they're getting kind of meta. Well, so we, we started... No, his, his character from the West Wing... Oh, got it. Was he on the West Wing? Yes, he played a conservative politician. I have. I know people love that show. Um, like I said, I have yet to see something Aaron Sorkin's done that I thought was any good. So. Oh, you you watched that and didn't like it? I have not seen it. No. Oh, okay. No, you you like that? That is good. And you've liked his movies, right? You liked, haven't. Uh, you I never haven't saw seen the Social Network. Oh, nope. Okay, it's good. I think I saw a few Good Men. I never saw that. I forgot that was him. Yeah. Anyway, Hawkeye, not Alan Alda, who will not be mentioned. Uh, we started with his first appearance in the 60s and then his first uh, issue as a member of the Avengers. And then we're going to talk about his, I guess it's a new Hawkeye series. Yeah, like, relatively new. I guess, like last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of based, it's the guy who writes it, Matt Fraction, is pretty pretty good writer and but i think that this this new series came about because of the avengers and the characters newfound popularity that would be my guess anyway oh yeah the movies the matt fraction that can't be his real name probably not it's probably alan alda but i i found so i read uh hawkeye first appeared in what tales of suspense Right, which was basically Iron Man, another Iron Man book. Yeah, uh, number 57, and in, shit, I didn't even see the year. I'm guessing probably like 65, somewhere in yeah. the 60s. Yeah. Uh, and one thing I noticed reading these Silver Age comics, which we've done for a, a couple, well, at least one other episode, um, is that they're pretty shitty. Yeah, they're, I mean, they they're not great. The writing is... There's no, <laughs> like, when Hawkeye joins the Avengers, um, he was he started out kind of being a bad guy. Like, in, in, the, in his first appearance in Tales of Suspense, he ends up fighting Iron Man uh, because he's under the spell of the Black Widow. And by under the spell, I mean he's horny for her. Pretty much, yeah, and it was pretty quick. It's, I, I guess she that that Black Widow is the only woman who exists in the world at the time because there's really no explanation of why he loves her so much. No, that's he my, does. That's my problem with the with all these older comic books. Uh, that that kind of thing just happens. Like 
he he falls in love with her from one panel to the next. You never see why or any, right. any reason for it. Yeah. Um, they barely say any words to each other. And, uh, and uh, it is funny, though, to see that she's working for the Reds. <laughs> referred to and, as the Reds. And the, the issue is filled with misunderstandings, which is always pretty irritating. Yeah, misunderstandings that could be easily cleared up. Like Tony Stark... His assistant, I guess, his chauffeur, Happy, wants to ask Pepper Potts out on a date, and Tony Stark goes to do that. And in the midst of asking, it makes he makes it seem like he's the one asking her out on a date. Wah wah wah. Yeah, and Happy is uh not a very happy person. He looks uh he looks like the most downtrodden character in comic books. So I guess that was them trying to be ironic, like the way you you uh call an obese person slim or something i guess but i'm not that familiar with the character happy are you saying i do that i call obese people slim yes the way you do oh i don't remember doing that but if you say i do i do well i don't think it's ever happened in any other instance in the culture or history so i just assumed it was only you but yeah i didn't i didn't even know who happy was i I don't know by john favreau in the movie oh really Mm-hmm. But he does look kind of happy. Kind of, but only when he's a chef. From Yeah, well, I'm sure he looks happy in, in real life when he's counting all that sweet Iron Man money. And the weird thing about the Iron Man money is it is actually sweet. You can lick it. And it's not made of iron. No, or it is made of a man, though. Mm-hmm. That's where the sweetness comes from. Vince Vaughn. Yeah, it's it's very weird because the same kind of well, yeah there there's a bunch of misunderstandings like Hawkeye is, uh, you know he's trying to stop a robber but then he gets caught by the cops with the money which he's all of course only going down to return. Wah, so, wah, wah. Yeah, instead of explaining it uh, and saying hey why don't you check the fingerprints on this shit and you'll find the real thief he runs away and is picked up by the Black Widow for no reason, really. I mean, that's the problem with everything in these old comics. It's just, like, they have plot points they need to happen, so they just happen without... Right, no no lead-up to it. No lead-up, yeah. Um, Which makes them very hard to read. And maybe the fact that Stan Lee was writing everything at the time. Right, well, I think writing is in quotes. I think he was plotting everything, and then the artist was doing the dialogue. I think that's how it worked. That was the Marvel way. I would, yeah, I, I tend to believe that. Um, yeah, and then you get the same kind of thing with uh, his first appearance in the Avengers because when he shows up there, he had it's after he had been fighting Iron Man, and so Iron Man knows him as an enemy, but he's like, "No, I'm a good guy now," and everybody's like, "Oh, okay, all right." Yeah, sounds good. You're awesome. Come on. I didn't think that Avengers ep- uh, issue was as bad as the Tales of Suspense, but it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Also, because nothing really happened in the issue. No, uh, they just put the new team together. Yeah, Avengers number whole... 16, if anybody wants to look it up, which you should not. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a whole issue about uh, the Avengers talking about how they all need a vacation. Right. And it's really sexist. I think this was more sexist than the Tales of Suspense with the... With the what's her, I can't remember Hank yep. Pym's wife's name or girlfriend's yeah, name. Yeah, the Wasp. The Wasp. Matter. Janet. And just just weirdly sexist. Extremely sexist and uh, racist. I don't know if you remember. I mean, in a 
in a mild way that was, you know. Oh, I, right. There's a white man in the jungle. Yeah, there's a about? white man being attacked by a leopard. Yeah, because if it wasn't a white man, we just, you know, just let it go. Besides which, you're showing the drawing of him, so there's really no need to say a white man. Well, Captain America was talking to Rick Jones. He doesn't know him very well, so. I don't know who Rick Jones is, except I know he's, like, just some kid who hangs out with Captain America for some reason, so I assume well, they're lovers. Well, ori- originally he hung out with Bruce Banner. So I don't know how he got hooked up with Captain America. I didn't know about that, but in the... The, there was a cartoon that I watched when I was a little kid where Rick Jones was, was Bruce Banner's best friend, and he wore a cowboy hat. There's certainly nothing creepy about any of that, because Rick Jones like a teenager, right? Yeah, well, just like Bucky. Yeah, but Bucky was what? the That was the 40. That was the Golden Age stuff, right? Right, right. I mean, I, I think uh, kids grew up a lot quicker back then. You know, people like lying on their birth certificates to get into World War II when they were like nine years old and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is what Churchill did. Yeah, and, and how he led a nation at the ripe old age of 11. Mm-hmm. Did not look good for 11 years old, I have to say. No. Living all wrong. Well, he didn't live past his teen years, so. Right. Well, I, and it might have had to do with, you know, the notoriously terrible British diet, especially around that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mostly dog. Yeah, dog. Some, some donkey occasionally but yeah yeah very weirdly sexist it's funny too because um i've been i was reading some uh, old avengers not quite this old from the 60s but some from the 70s mm-hmm. and uh there was one one whole issue that was about women's lib and uh and the wasp and the scarlet witch and these women like standing up for themselves and, in a good way yeah kind of it still makes you cringe a little but for a comic book Good. For a comic book, good, yeah. yeah. Um, and That's you know, good. they're calling out actually Hawkeye, especially on his sexism and stuff. Um, although in the end, the guy's views didn't really change much. So I, it, it was kind of, you know, it it didn't it didn't make you super happy as a as a modern reader to read but it. But it was basically realistic because men's men's views in the seventies didn't change that much. Nope, only their mustaches. Um, yeah, so Hawkeye is, is kind of a dick. I guess that's his, his, well, by kind of a dick, I mean, he was like an early version of the, uh, Han Solo character. A kind of a loner. Yeah. Kind of a, a rogue. Rakish. Yeah. Um, which, which was something that I think we talked about maybe before, uh, DC didn't do so much, especially back then. Like they're. DC was much more black and white. Right, right. If you're they, a good guy, you're a good guy. You're, you're Superman. Yeah, you're Luke Skywalker all the way in DC. Yeah. Um, so Marvel, I mean, for its time, Marvel was still uh, cutting edge, I guess, as far as comics. But yeah, it is. it can be painful to read some of these old issues and, and just see something like a white man being attap- attacked by a leopard. And, and also, the I don't know what Captain America was doing in the jungle. Uh, he was down in the in South America. Well, he was fighting Captain Zemo, and apparently he killed him. So I'm sure Captain Zemo never, ever, ever appeared again in a Marvel comic book. Well, they're all about continuity. Mm-hmm. They've never retconned anything. Um, and once you're dead, you're dead. Exactly. Gwen Stacy, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so fighting Captain Nemo. What? Is that who it was? 
Finding I, Nemo? I don't think it was. Zemo. Zemo. Oh, the precursor to Zemo. Finding, finding, yes. Finding Zemo. Uh, that would uh, actually be a good documentary. You, you go across the United States and find the bars that still serve Zemo. Or find the people who still have it in their uh, pantry. <laughs> I think that's easier to do. Yeah, no probably. one likes this shit. I've never tasted it. Maybe it's good. It's not. Finding, yeah, finding Zima. All right, we'll, we'll get on that. Um, and maybe throw in Bartles and James just as a little side quest. You think those two guys are alive? I think so. I mean, much like Churchill, they didn't look great, but they were only 11. Oh, that's true. Well, Bartles was. I don't know about James. Yeah, James might have been 190. Um, I he totally there. forgot. He upped the average. Yeah, yeah. I totally forgot uh, what my point was. Except that, um, yeah, it's it's a little shocking seeing what was considered, I think, at the time, a progressive uh, label if you, or comics company. You know, I mean, they obviously the X Men were like a whole uh, commentary on on racism and and probably to, in the past twenty years they've made a comment on homophobia and stuff as well. Um, but then just to see like the casualness with with which still some pretty racist and sexist ideas are thrown around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, but the, but the main problem, like we said, is just the plotting, like shit just happens because it has to happen. And, and it's ridiculous on the face of it that, uh, somebody who is a villain could just waltz in and be like, Nope, I'm good now. And everybody would be fine with it. If that happened in a comic today, it would be like a three issue arc where they'd, they'd fight with the person for two issues while they try yeah, to make you, their case. and You need the fighting a little bit, but that doesn't even happen. So the years for these books is 64 and 65. Okay, so 64 for first appearance in uh, Tales of Suspense and 65 for Avengers. That makes that makes sense. Um, I like that. The, the first appearance in Tales of Suspense, he, we first see him and he's working at a carnival. And then Iron Man shows up and saves the day from some unimportant thing that ruins his date with Pepper Potts. But Hawkeye or Clint Barton or whatever his name is is upset by this because it's taken the attention away from him. So he decides, I want to be a superhero too. So he goes home and creates a whole persona, including the mask. It's like he already had it in his in his, uh, his dresser. He didn't know what to do with it. But oh yeah, he just walks waltzes into his garage and creates a bunch of uh, super arrows. Right. Yeah. But then luckily he meets up with the Black Widow who is funded by the Russians. So, you know, she's living the life of luxury as all Russians do. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's got a big lab there. As, as pretty much all mansions in, as they described it in the comic, luxurious suburbs do. Their own science lab. So he cooks up some uh, extra special arrows and that's the birth of Hawkeye. I didn't see that. I don't think I remember that part. I just read it. I don't remember the, the lab. Well, because they they explained it in one panel, and that was it. Okay, I just didn't read that panel, like, I guess. Yeah, you're like, I don't want to read all this text. Uh, yeah, that's the other problem is the... Ex- Wait, so, but he already had his outfit by the time he met Black Widow. Yeah, he had his outfit, but... And he, he had some arrows. New stuff, okay. He, he got, he got uh, more advanced technological arrows uh, with the Black Widow's lab. And... I didn't know much about the Black Widow because she joined the Avengers too, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, so, she's uh, Scarlett Johansson. Right. So I guess at some point she pulled a Robin Williams and defected. Mm-hmm. Or Yakov Smirnoff. 
Yeah. I guess that's why I guess that's why her comic title was called What a Country. Mm, right. And I'm sure when you were reading this book you read it in his voice. Of course. All her dialogue. That's that's the only Russian voice I ever hear. Let's let's see you do some some uh, Yakov Smirnoff. Well, why don't I do it as as uh, Putin since they're all they're all the same? Oh, true, true. There's a plane in the sky. Shoot it down. What a country! He's talking about Russia. I was under the impression he was talking about Finland. Nope, nope. He'll only say what a country about Russia because he cannot acknowledge the superiority of of uh, medical care in Finland or anything in Finland. Quality of life. We're off on a tangent. I enjoy puns that, that end with, are you Finnish? Oh yeah, I do too. And then and you start with two guys walk into a bar yeah, and then fill in the middle. Did you read that New Yorker article that was just a riff on a 12 inch penis joke? No. Really good. You should read it. Well, I mean... Isn't doesn't that describe almost every New Yorker article? I, gu- I guess I can try to Google it, but it might be a bit difficult. That's true. Well, just read any uh, New Yorker article then. Yeah, You're that's true. Win. I uh, yeah, I know. I like to do the "Are you finished?" thing too, um, especially just with strangers on the street, and then I laugh and laugh, and then I punch them in the face. And then you say, "I'm finished," so it's all good. It's all it's all good because it's, not only is it a funny pun that can amuse you, but it's also like putting a little mask on yourself because when they talk to the police, he's like, all we know is he's Finnish. Yeah. And, and, and you're a, not. No, I, although I do use my Finnish accent. What a country, I say. So there's no doubt. Um, yeah, it, it's... I, I realize that if we're going to do more um, comic book episodes, which I'm sure we are, I'm gonna to try to steer away from the '60s. Yeah, just just after you want between 1972 and 1985. Yeah, for the older ones, I think yeah. that's a good that's a good uh, span because because the stuff's really really cheesily bad and and it it like you said it doesn't have any of the um, of the kind of story. I don't know. I don't know the right word. Um, any any of the setup that we're used to, you know, just the the form. Mm-hmm. Um, Isn't this the first time we've we've done ones that are this bad though? It's true. We did do the Fantastic Four from the sixties, which oh, has, we did the Fantastic Four. I forgot about that. Okay, did have that some was dumb stuff in it, but, but it wasn't as wasn't as bad as this. No, because it had Galactus. But you got to remember what this tells the suspense was just like. We need to put more books out to make more money. Yeah, it wasn't. But, uh, you'd think the Avengers would have been better. That was a really bad adventure this year. The Avengers. It was terrible. There wasn't even really a fight. I mean, there was a, there was a fight for maybe a page at the beginning. Yeah, and you got to see the end of Captain America's fight. Right. Well, with the dude dead. Yeah. Right. The very end. Um. Which which is also strange because I I always thought Captain America was one of those dudes like uh who who was like one. Well, you never kill. You, you only maim and wound. Well, maybe Captain Zemo was was actually a suicide after he got it maimed. Yeah, could could be. I didn't read the previous issue, so let's hope uh, Captain America didn't seem too broken up about it. In any case, 
No, he, he I, I have the frame right here. He says, I, it's over at last. I should, I should feel a sense of elation, but I don't. All I feel is a strange emptiness and a numb sense of disbelief. Right, but that's because he just eaten a pot brownie. Well, that's true. Nothing I guess to do with the fight. Yeah, it was sixty-five. Um, yeah, man, I was being really inarticulate earlier, but just what I, what I meant to say was the the framework of the storytelling um, does it doesn't work for modern readers, and by modern I mean anybody who is born like from. 1970 on up actually i'd probably say anybody born like from 65 when the when the avengers issue came out on up um is more used to you know the the 70s especially in like late 60s early 70s in cinema really changed Mm -hmm. the way they did stories and it and it was all through the culture i mean I, i think novels had always had a bit more complexity anyway but you know movies and comic books um and but you, I even think at the beginning of the Marvel ages, I hate to interrupt you, but I enjoyed it, uh, was better than this. I think this is, is this, these two issues were really bad. And I can't imagine that before that they were this bad. Like the 40s stuff? Not the 40s stuff. I mean the beginning of the, like the early, the early Spider-Man stuff was better than this. Oh, early Fantastic Four. Well, definitely the Fantastic Four one we did on a previous episode was better than this. Yeah. Although, I mean, they had, there's a scene in this one where they call the Submariner to join the Avengers and he says no, and that's it. Yep, they're like, oh, that's too bad. He would have been a good Avenger. <laughs> yeah, see you later. So they were just trying to fill pages up at that point. Well, and and they did. Yes. They had, they had a, I can't even remember, but I think at least two press conferences. Mm-hmm. In, like press conferences in a comic book. To announce, first one to announce uh, they're going to hire some new Avengers. Second one to introduce the new Avengers, Avengers they'd hired. Um, and it was just as boring as a real press conference, including hearing the press talk. Yes, the hear the press babble inanely. Um, but but yeah, even even TV like um, we've talked about a little bit before. Like in the in the early seventies, you start getting into All in the Family and and even Sanford and Son and stuff like that. Whereas in the in the mid '60s, you had like the Beverly Hillbillies and Bewitched and whatever. Um, it was it was a whole cultural shift, and and it's really hard to read these older comics uh, for the same reason it's hard for me anyway to watch, you know, Gomer Pyle. Surprise! 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 Sergeant Carter. That was the worst Gomer Pyle impression ever. Um, but it was a good Yakov Smirnoff. Well, how was mine? Yours was great. Oh, that's good. I wasn't actually Gomer Pyle. I was, I was trying to do Yakov Smirnoff. Oh, wow. Surprise, surprise, surprise. What a country. You fell a little short. Shoot. When I was, uh, when I was a kid, we went skiing once, snow skiing, and uh, I don't know, I got lost or something. I fell in a big thing of snow and this dude came to help me out and uh and he was really nice and then he got me like he was with his family you know so it wasn't it wasn't like a captain america and rick jones type uh, creepy situation um took me into a lodge and like got me a hot chocolate or something until my parents came and then uh, later we were out eating and uh they were there so we like all sat together and uh i told him that he looked like gomer Pyle. Because he did look like Jim Neighbors, um, which I thought was cool, but I realized later that it was probably not uh, 
very flattering to him. And who knows? Maybe it was Jim Neighbors. No, if it was Jim Neighbors, he would have said, surprise, surprise, surprise. And it also would have been a creepy uh, Captain America, Rick Jones thing. Although I am, I'm glad when you told that story that you mentioned that it was snow skiing, because if you hadn't, I would have been a little confused the entire time about what kind of skiing it was. Well, it could have been water skiing. He could have, uh, right. You know how you meet people water skiing all the time. Right, and you fell on the water skiing and right into the snow patch. I would have been confused. Was he water skiing or was he snow skiing? This is this is why I uh, clarify and elucidate. Thank you. Yeah, these. These comics, nobody should read them. Um, it's they're not interesting. It's a they're like there's no characterization, really. That's another thing beyond like it's it's a stereotype, you know. Uh, he's he's the misunderstood dude who wants to be good but is is seen as bad and blah blah. blah. It's boring. But it's not even that. It's like that's what they wanted, but they wanted to resolve it so quickly. He didn't even have a chance to be misunderstood for more than one issue. Right. I mean, this was literally the this, the next time this character appeared. The previous time he was he was a guy who was shooting at Iron Man and trying to capture him. And the next time he's wanting to join the Avengers. There was never any time where he had to prove himself. No. Yeah. There, I mean, you get more characterization out of like playing with action figures that you don't even know what they're supposed to be than you do out of this the written comics here. It's it's all very. Uh, and by action figures, you mean dildos. What, that little hobbit? Yeah, that could be one of them. Yeah, I, it, it's, um, it's tough going, reading this stuff. Like, it's kind, you think it's going to be cool, you're like, oh, this will be cool. I'm going to read the origin of Hawkeye, see where he appeared. And then you're like, oh, no, it's pretty boring. <laughs> they, did a, they did a better job later. Yeah, and... And it's more, uh, I mean, he obviously, once once Stan Lee got his fingers out of everything um, and just became the publisher and they hired better writers, uh, all the all these characters became more interesting. More developed, more uh, dimensions to them. Yes. But I, I was reading, because I've read like a lot of the old, probably all the old X-Men too. And mm-hmm. uh, it's also pretty terrible. Yeah, Wendy. I've never gone back and read. I know there's a point where it becomes the uh, the X Men we know. Is that when it gets good? When Wolverine gets there, or is it before? Yeah, that? it does. Well, slightly before. Um, they they got somebody else to write it, other than Stanley, probably in the late '60s, I would imagine. Okay, so it's even before the Wolverine appears. Yeah, although it's still not great, but it does have like the introduction of some characters like Havoc and Polaris and stuff. Um, but. But yeah, like the early stuff, and it's just really inconsistent too. Like in the beginning, Professor X is in love with uh, Jean Grey. Yeah, which is really creepy. Super creepy. But then they never follow that up. Like he would just introduce things and then and then abandon them as if he'd never said them. Um, Stanley, I mean. Mm-hmm. And and it was all you know one issue arcs where where everything is set up and wrapped up within one issue for the most part. Um, so it's not even that satisfying uh, story-wise. But although, I mean, I guess that that just really harks back to how comics all used to be. Right, yeah. But um, you would think they would be, and for all, you know, they're being more experimental as compared to DC, it was still 
pretty traditional, all the, all the old Stan Lee stuff. Um, yeah, it's not even worth reading. There's an issue of the X-Men, um, the one after uh, Phoenix dies, that is like, uh, they're like at her funeral and, and Cyclops is like remembering the history of the X-Men. Mm-hmm. And it goes through like all the old, the older stuff as well. That's much, be- not just because it's succinct, but it's much better written and gives you a better sense of the whole history than reading all those boring old issues would. So that's what I would recommend. But I, other early Marvel stuff, I do like Spider-Man. I, I think that holds up to be an enjoyable read. It still has silly stuff, weird stuff. Peter Parker is absurdly angry, but it, it works a lot better than the X-Men and, and the, the early Avengers. He, why is Peter Parker angry? Just because he's like the... Because he's the nerd at school, and he's like, if I, if, I could, yeah, if I could use my powers, that Flash, Flash Thompson would really get one. It's, just, it's a little bit off-putting how angry he is. But that does make it more interesting than, yes. than just no, a Luke it, Skywalker it character. So. Right, right. Yeah. Um, don't read... Yeah, I haven't read the old Spider-Man issues, so um, I should check that out. I'm sure I've read the first issue. Um, because I know that he says in it, um, with great power comes great responsibility. What a country. Mm-hmm. So I must, I must have read that at some point. And but, that was, I, I mean, I'm sure you know this. So I don't want to tell you something you, you already know, but that is when he was called the Amazing Blue Beetle. Oh, was he the Amazing Blue Beetle? And it was spelled B-E-A-T-L-E. Right. He has a mop top. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've heard tell of that. I don't think I've actually. I, maybe I haven't actually read it because I can't remember that. You must have read bits and pieces because that's where the with great power comes re- responsibility. What a country comes from. Yeah, I, it must. And oh, I think I do remember because he played the piccolo and he thought he was going to be like all as popular as uh, John Paul George and Ringo because of that. Mm-hmm. Nope, didn't work out. Is he is Spider Man popular in the in the current issues? Like, I don't know if you've kept up with Spider-Man, but did he ever become, like... I don't know what he's... I don't know. I haven't read the current issues in a long time, so I don't know where he's at. But he outgrew uh, the, like, nerd role at some point? Yeah, when I was reading, he was he was a, a nerd, but he was married to a fashion model. So when I was in high school, that's what the story was. Oh, that's realistic. That that It's always good to... Well, like, she lived... She grew up next door, so... Sure. Most fashion models do live within 10 feet of most people. Well, they have to live somewhere, don't they? And I think that uh, it's it's good to let uh, nerds know that that's what is waiting in store for them. He was a TA in a university, too. A TA? Mm-hmm. TA. He would just walk around saying TA to people. That Which was, is that's his British job. for goodbye. Yes, and... Uh, also, the British term for donkey meat sounds more appetizing that way. Would you like a, a peck of ta? A peck? Wee wee. Yeah, I'm just pretending I'm British with my oh, accent. Oh, yeah, I get it. I got it. I got the wee wee tip me off. Would you like to, a peck of ta? Wee wee. Cheerio, mate. And you back then, you could, I believe you could buy, buy a ta for a haypenny. And uh, you also could buy a hectare of land that weighed uh, four stones for for two haypenny. Anyway, um, I'm kind of done with this 
these old Hawkeyes because they're pretty shitty, as I think we might not have mentioned yet. I think I don't have anything else to talk about. It was kind of funny to see um, what are their names? Scarlet Queen and Quicksilver? Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch, I'm sorry. Scarlet Witch, since they're going to be in the movie next summer. So it was funny to see them. Oh, are they, are they going to have the Vision in the movie? Yes. If there's one yes. Avenger that they need to have, it's Vision. Yeah. Yeah, that's and it's. It looks like it's going to be good. This is Paul. The, sorry. Go no, go ahead. I think Paul Bettany plays the Vision. If I have that right. Oh, wait. Bethany, that Bethany, that chick from uh, Real Housewives of New York. Probably related somehow. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. you watched those shows. I don't, but I know she has like some talk show, daytime talk show now. Hmm. I might not even have her name right. But this is the thing that. Uh, that bothers me with comics now. Like when I, I try to read new issues of comics I read back then. They they've totally uh, like. I don't know. Was there a point when Marvel just like rewrote everything? Like they did a DC type, uh, just start over. Here's the new origins for everybody. I don't think so. I think just gradually that happened. They do. They do have the Ultimate line, which did recreate everything, but it's separate from the the regular universe. What is everything different when you look at it? Kind of like I yeah I don't under, I don't understand like entire uh, characters past seem to be different than they were before and even in the like the X Men movies like Days of Future Past we read that on a, a past episode it's completely different and different characters involved and oh yeah they, I think that's more just a service of who they are casting and all that kind of thing and plus the fact that. Wolverine has to be number one in every X-Men movie. Yeah, well, he was kind of number one in the in the comics, too. It was just... Not the, as number one as they made him. Oh, that's true. Yeah, very true, because Kitty Pride was the one who went back in time yeah. in the comics. Um, but but just the whole the whole first three X-Men movies, too, especially the terrible third one, um, with because the Dark Phoenix story was a great uh, storyline in the comics that they just shit all over for the movie. So I didn't know if it, the movie was based on like some new telling no, no, no. of the, no, the movie was just its own crap show. Okay. Yeah. It yeah. gets, it gets confusing when you're, yeah, I think the Raimi's Spider-Man movies might, might've been the ones that are maybe the Nolan Batman, but those two series stuck pretty close to the, the, the origins of the comic book origins. Yeah, but X Men really veered off pretty pretty far. Yeah, you're right. Spider Man, although Spider Man's so iconic, his story. I think like the X Men origin stuff is not as famous. Yeah, as... yeah. And they did change stuff with Spider Man. Now that I think about it, they put the they gave him the organic webbing. Oh right, that came like directly from his wrists. Yeah, instead Would... of having him invent the super serum. Right, and I wonder if that's how if that like meshes with how the comics are now as well like I wonder... I th I th i'm pretty sure the ultimates he has the the organic webbing but they never changed the 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 616 they, they call the the main universe 616 i'm i'm not sure why but that's what they call it maybe because it was invented on 616 to um, 1916 during the the rest russian revolution i believe uh you're wrong about that because 1916 was the beginning of World War Three, uh, when Marmaduke Ferdinand, the uh, the Great Dane, uh, was killed by Chechenian rebels. 
Well, I think that's a good point to take a break. Um, we'll come back and talk about what I think we both can agree is a much better version of Hawkeye uh, right after this break. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shanmiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's greyhound racing, steeplechasing. All right, we're back with uh, the new Eisner Award-winning Hawkeye. Yeah, uh, that was the reason we were doing Hawkeye, although John read the wrong issue. I did read the wrong issue. I read the Which is issue. okay. He, it's a really good issue, so it's actually a, a, a more fun one to talk about. So I'm glad you read this one because I was thinking about it, and the, number 11 won the award, and number 11 is really good, but it, it, you need to have read more to really understand what's going on. But you can still enjoy it without reading more. So, um, anyway, this is good. Yeah, I will continue reading. Um, I hadn't got the comics until very late, so I I didn't have the chance to read them all. And uh, somehow I I just assumed, even though I knew number eleven won, I assumed we were gonna just talk about the first issue. I don't know why. Um, it's okay. I think this works better. Yeah. And, and you'll notice the first few issues, and he, he kind of gets off of that, but then once in a while he'll bring it up. But the first few issues, the first words, or not the first, but one of the first words of the of the issue is, this is bad, which is really fun. Yeah. That's, okay, this is bad. That was or the, Yeah, this is bad. This looks bad. Yes, bad things are happening, and then it goes through the, the, the story. And I really like the, the time format of this, of this issue where it's, it's past – present past present you're moving all over the place so you kind of have to take your time while you're reading it to figure out what's going on yeah it's although i mean it, it's kind of easier to tell that it's jumping around in time because uh well an interesting i think thing they do artistically is they uh they shift the color tone yeah yeah but it's still cool yeah yeah no it is so like the the uh present is uh brighter is yeah like is kind of yeah. yellow hued and and yeah the, the past is more dark blue hued um and very um which i i've noticed a lot in in more recent comics that i've read uh very cinematic mm-hmm. quality yes very yeah um and as i said eisner award winning which if people don't know the eisner award was of course uh named after the great uh, kaiser wilhelm mm-hmm who uh, ended in, World War Four? But he also invented a, a delicious, delicious sandwich, the the Monte Cristo sandwich. Yeah. It, yes, indeed. Uh, Have you ever had one of those? Also started a West Coast um, uh, hospital network. Oh, that's him! I didn't realize that. Yeah, the Wilhelm. Mm-hmm. Uh, have I ever have I ever had a Monte Cristo? What's on it? I might have. The bread is French toast. There's turkey. Ham and cheese in it. 
turkey, ham, and Swiss cheese, I would assume. I think so, yeah. Well, I guess you wouldn't eat it because of the turkey. No, I, I, I can eat turkey. I don't know why. I know, But that has the name of the meat. I know. I think I just maybe really hate turkeys. Okay. Well, which makes sense. And then there's also the whole jive turkey. So it's, it's not just the name of the bird. It's also the name of uh, terrible white people. Yes. And, well, I, I do also uh, demand that any turkey I eat is a jive turkey. Mm-hmm. So. Well, it's spicier. The, yeah, yeah, the, uh, this Hawkeye is, is much more in line with modern sensibilities. And yes. I well, made last year, so that's clear. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, just, you know, the, the writing style and the way it's very cinematic, as I said, um, which, even when I was reading in the, I guess, early 80s, uh, late 70s, early 80s, like, they were, they were obviously using cinematic tricks in some ways um and especially as far as plots like after star wars came out i think a lot of comics went way into the space opera type uh storylines mm-hmm. um for a while but but this is really these comics look more like you can picture them being a film yeah i agree rather than the other ones were still uh definitely comic book e and i don't know if we've talked about this, I don't think so. Is the comics code still in effect? Do they still follow that? No, I forget when they got rid of it, but the, it's gone. Yeah. So, which also opens things up a lot more. Not that there's like really any profanity or anything in this. No, I, yeah, but it's still, a, they don't pull any punches. Right. It's more, it's more mature. It's not as, as kitty. Yeah. There's a, a, a future issue that has definite, definite mature, more mature stuff than even this one. But it's it's I think even for comic books now this is especially good. Like if you picked up Spider Man, Spider Man's writing is not anywhere near as good as this or Batman or anything else. This is just a, a really well written book. Yeah, I I agree. Just based on this first issue, um, along with the uh, Private Eye. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I mean no, I'm talking. Yeah, Private Eye is really good, but I'm talking of, of these big like Marvel DC Marvel, yeah uh, superhero characters. This is a really well-written book. Yeah, well, I brought up The Private Eye because it kind of reminded me just, like, in the, the more uh, mature tone. When, when I say mature right. tone, I don't mean, like, as far as sex or anything like that. Just, like, written so that adults could enjoy it. Yeah, and you, you're not – they're not spoon-feeding feeding you what they're trying to do. Right. And the X-Men in the 80s um, – was you know it had some dark stuff like the the days of future past and the death of phoenix and all that uh, there were darker themes and stuff going on there but still like a, a lot of it was still written for kids i think mm-hmm. or at least teens um whereas i feel like anybody could enjoy this this comic i think so yeah and do you know if they're planning a movie a hawkeye movie i don't know i, I don't know what they're planning well they kind of they kind of I haven't read all these issues. He doesn't even dress up as Hawkeye in this one. No. In the first he, issue. It, there's no superhero uh, bad guy fighting, or, or villain, I should say, supervillain um, battles, which is kind of cool about it, too. Yeah, I, th- I, I think this is just like, he's an Avenger, but this is his time when he's not doing his Avenger stuff. Right. So there's some there's some issues where he's doing some work for S.H.I.E.L.D. There's one really good issue, which is the one I assumed won the award, but it wasn't. That has uh, uh, Fury and um, 
I forget the Fury's assistant's name, but they're in, that, in one issue. But it's it's most of this stuff is more small, small city stuff. What's going on there, and kind of just this guy getting along in the world, this kind of broken guy getting along in the world. Right, and it it definitely shows up the difference between uh, now and then because in the '60s, even through the '80s, um, whenever you'd have an issue that had a storyline dealing with the character, uh, not in his superhero role, just in his day to day life, it was usually deadly right yeah nobody cared and it was it was really mundane and boring whereas this uh this is really interesting the way they've done it to to see how he lives his life when he's not in the avengers um mm-hmm. and you know he still does some heroic stuff yeah he's dealing with a slumlord and and yeah trying to yeah trying to uh, the well the whole issue is about him trying to get the slumlord in the building he lives in in bed um to not evict all these people and jack up their rent, um, and also has him saving a dog. So he doesn't use an arrow, but he uses a, a coin flick. He does use, and he uses also a uh, a card right into somebody's neck. Oh my! I forgot about that. A playing card. So it's it's not realistic, is what you're saying. That's why it's crap. saying it's hyper realistic, which is why it's great. Um, who hasn't thrown a, a card into somebody's neck in the heated poker game uh killing them instantly or causing them to get one of those little tracheotomy uh voice box things i have never heard of those man that was a that was a much better yakov smirnoff thank you one thing i just realized is there's there i think in a future issue there's some curse words but this one they actually use the old comic book um uh, at symbol asterisk. Oh yeah, all the uh, yeah. Which is kind of funny for this wingdings. kind of book because I don't think they'd have any problem with getting curse words in, but it it actually gets the point across much better using the wingdings. It does because and you you understand exactly what words they're saying too. So. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, that didn't bother me. Oh, it doesn't bother me. I don't even think I noticed it the first time, but just you know, going over it before, I was it it struck me and it kind of cracks me up. Yeah. Well. It's it's um, I like that he's always been, as we said, he had like the Han Solo kind of character, but he's much more of an anti-hero here. Although not like a Tony Soprano anti-hero or a, or a Walter White, he's um, he's definitely on the side of good. Right, but he's not he's not Captain America. He's a shade of gray. He's yes, lots of shades of gray, which which I like, which you know I think was what. Marvel was always known for, even though it was still always ended up being kind of the white knight type thing in the end. Um, and one of the things they do well on Hawkeye, and it starts off here, and it, it just gets stronger as the issues go on, is there is a strong sense of community that he's involved with, and they keep bringing that up. There's different characters they keep bringing back, so it's like it, it, there's a cast of characters you're going to get used to as you read it, which is really neat. And characters, as in like his local community where he lives. You're talking yes. about community. Yeah, yeah. yeah I re- that's what I. One thing I really liked about this, like, there's, as I said, there's no super villain fight in this first issue anyway, um, and and none of him even in costume, and yet it held my attention the whole way through, which has never happened before. Like I said, from the '80s books that I read, um, and uh, it also gives you a a bit of a, an emotional attachment. Yes, it definitely does. I hope uh, I hope he keeps the dog, but don't spoil it for me. But does he? 
Well, I, I will say this. Issue 11, which won the award, has a, a lot of the dog in it. Oh, is it all from the dog's point of view? Man, I guess I should I should get one of those uh, Kaiser Wilhelm Awards. Mm-hmm. Just, just for thinking about it. I'll nominate you. Thanks. You know, everybody thinks they're a writer and uh, because they think they have a story in their head. They just haven't done the easiest part of it, which is actually write it down. Exactly. The hard part is having it in your head. Yeah. Having, if writing a novel is a dime a dozen. Having the idea is the hard part. Exactly. It's so hard to come up with an idea uh, for anything, even though um, we both do it multiple times weekly on this show. But that's because we're geniuses, in case anybody can't tell that at this late point in history. Um, yeah, I really... I really enjoyed this, and I can't wait to read more issues. And I wish I could have gotten to read more before we did the episode, but we can always do another Hawkeye episode. Yeah, Hawkeye versus uh, an issue from 1966 seems like something you'd really enjoy. Yeah, that's that sounds perfect. As long as there's a little bit of sexism and racism in it, um, to really give me a sense of the time. This book had no sexism or racism. Oh, no, it did so. not. It felt like I wasn't even reading a comic book. Yeah, it was. It, it was very much like. Uh, well, I mean, maybe the uh, maybe the Russian guys' uh, speech patterns were a little, uh, you know, stereotype typical. But then again, what a country! Yeah, still going with that. Um, but it it wasn't bother. It it also seemed like. Not. I mean, some people do talk like that. So mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not. I I didn't think it was uh it was in any way you know um fuck my brain is not working with i thought that was one of those yep 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 situations and that wasn't (laughs) using fuck that was actually a an audio glitch yeah i I didn't think it was offensive in any way sorry it's not like it was an offensive portrayal of uh of a russian yeah just yeah, but you, sometimes you have to use a stereotype to get the point across, and it's not a super offensive stereotype. It's It works. Right. Yeah, he is a slumlord, so he's not a cool guy. Um, what did you think of the joke at the end of the book? I thought that was pretty good. Oh, with the, I, at first I winced when uh, he said the name was Arrow of the dog. but uh, Well, I think that that's what like, was so good about the joke is what they did with it. Right, but then then they had the last panel right below it, which at first I didn't even know was part of the story. I thought it was like a oh, what's coming next week? A yeah. next issue thing. Um, but yeah, yeah. Then he, then they he saved it. So I yeah, I really I really liked. It. I I guess I need to start reading more modern comics because of the ones I've read, um, they're all of much higher quality than what I grew up with. Oh yeah. Well, I've I've told you many times you need to get Saga. It's like five dollars from Amazon. Oh shit! Yes. All right. You know what? That will be my next. Saga is really good. So n- now that I've started reading different stuff aside from Saga, I have other suggestions. But this now that I've read this, this is this is really good. I like this a lot. All right. Saga will be my next one. Um, and speaking of which, uh, I've been rewatching The Wire, which you need to. Yeah, I need to do that. Yeah. Well, are you starting from the start? Yeah, yeah, I started from the beginning. They've got it on Amazon Prime now, so. That's uh, right. All the HBO stuff's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. All the old HBO stuff, but not the new stuff. Yeah, no, no new stuff. I think they have, like, Boardwalk Empire, you know, like, up to. But there must be some kind of uh, production deal going that Larry Sanders is in Amazon Prime. 
he's like, oh so curb your enthusiasm is not on there i haven't checked for it curb no i did i say curb your enthusiasm you said oh larry sanders sorry yeah you're right i, I was thinking uh what's the dude's actual name larry david larry okay. david yeah that's what messed me up yeah no no uh gary shanley the larry the larry sanders show is not on amazon prime last time i checked and that was after that deal happened so I, i'm just wondering if that was like whoever that production company was before HBO got like really big claws into what was goes on their network. So they didn't own it. Well, the weird thing is, yeah, I don't think they do own it in perpetuity, but the weird thing is that Larry Sanders was one of the shows that was streaming. I think the only HBO show that was on Netflix on Netflix for a while. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I think it's owned by somebody else because HBO didn't want to put any of their stuff on Netflix. They want to own it in perpetuity perpetuity. I'm sorry I keep mispronouncing that. It's perpuity. Yeah. Based on the old Roman, you know, perpu. Mm-hmm. Uh, because in Roman times, they were pooping all the time. Yes. They, well, as we know, the word salary uh, comes from uh, the Roman use of paying its soldiers in salt. And what's the best source of salt that you know of? Poo. Um, so thus, thus we learn that uh, that every... All our great phrases uh, come from the Romans. There's there's truth in them. How many times in your life have you had a conversation with someone and at the end of the conversation you exclaim, thus endeth the lesson? Pretty much every conversation. Oh, man. I would say. You're living the life then. Yeah, and I usually tie it back to Rome somehow. And by which I mean the B-52 song now. Um. Yeah, that that is weird because is uh well here's the one that I think everybody wants to know and I forgot to look up. I what about Dream On? Pro, maybe the greatest HBO series. Was that did did that get certainly air, the first? Did that air on uh, Fox after it was on HBO or that was yeah it on? did like Fox late at night when they cut out all the tits. Good parts. Even, yeah, and, and we're not even being sexist by saying those were the good parts of that show because uh, that show was a pile of perpuity. Did you ever watch uh, Dream On? No. Yeah. Obviously, there was only one reason to watch it. Um, Here's some an interesting fact about it that will either make you wish you watched the show or make you glad you never watched it. The team who created Dream One went on to create another show, a very popular show called Friends. Really? Yeah, I don't care. Um, but whatever happened to Brian Ben Ben? That's the well, question. It's hard to live your life with the, with uh, a last name that repeats like that. Yeah, his parents were stutterers. It's a shame. He got oh, he 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 didn't disappear. He was on a show called Private Practice. Oh, there you go, with uh, yeah. Callista Flockhart and William Shatner. And he's married to Madeline Stowe, so he he enjoys watching Revenge. He's not really married to Madeline Stowe, is he? Nope, I'm not lying. It's the truth. Damn. Are you are you disappointed? You don't have a chance. No, I just uh, she could do so much better than Brian Benben. They've been married since 1982, so... Oh, so she married him when he was on a hot streak. If that's what you want to call being an unemployed actor. Because I don't think Dream On came on for another couple of years. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, 
Yeah. This is all... He'd make a good Hawkeye. Brian Ben Ben. Well, you know what? This is what I don't get. So, in the Avengers movie that has Hawkeye in it, have mm-hmm. I seen it? I don't think I've seen it. Oh, I'm surprised. That was really popular. Wait, Very good, it, too. Is it out on, like, streaming and stuff? I... Th- yeah, I think a lot of the Disney stuff is on Netflix streaming, so probably. was Wait, has there only been one Avengers movie? Yes. Okay, then I did see it. But, Mark um, Ruffalo played the Hulk. Yeah, I saw it. Um, spaceships and shit. Mm-hmm. Hawkeye was in that, right? Yes, played by Jeremy Renner. Yes, but he didn't have the Hawkeye costume. So is that is the I, costume I think, I think not... that costume's gone. Oh, it is. It's just like you like wear... Like Wolverine's. Yeah, yeah. There's no mask. He just wears everything else. Which, by everything else, I mean a bow and arrow. That's all. Yeah. Right. Kind of like Cupid. Exactly like Cupid, although Hawkeye uses his uh, his arrows for good. Yeah. Not to trick people into spending their lives together, like Brian Benben and Madeline Stowe. The 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 thing is like. Hawkeye in the in the comic books um, was always well, like I said, the Han Solo character. He was he was kind of the cool the cool member of the Avengers, and yet in the movie, I feel like he didn't get to do much of anything really. Well, you have all those other actors who are doing a lot more, and plus in that movie, half the movie he was brainwashed by Loki, so there wasn't much he could do. But there was a definite storyline between him and Black Widow. Yeah, well, I think that's the, one of the cool things about Hawkeye, uh, especially in the comics when he was in the Avengers, is that um, he doesn't really have any powers. So, like, when you have, like, Thor or the Hulk or whatever, um, obviously they're going to they're gonna mop up the enemies. But that's not even... So that's, that's not nearly as interesting to me as somebody like... Because even Iron Man, he doesn't have any powers, but he has, like, basically a magical suit. Yeah, yeah, so he has powers. Yeah. But that's what's neat about uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye. Neither of them have powers. They're just, but that's what a lot of people complain about. And I don't know why. They say, well, it's not realistic for them to be in the battle because they're not. Well, why are you talking about realistic when you're talking about a comic book movie? <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. Well, and I don't, I can't remember. Captain America doesn't actually have any powers either. Yeah, does he? he does. He has a super soldier serum. He's oh, really right. so he's- scrawny and. This gives him like super strength because nobody else could ca- catch that, that that shield that he throws that, so fast. Like rips through uh, a Fort Knox and shit, and yeah, he catches it. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, no, but I find that more their characters more interesting. Like with with Thor and the Hulk and Iron Man too. Like you pretty much know they're gonna yeah. they're gonna always triumph. Whereas you know Hawkeye and Black Widow, who also wasn't used very much, I don't feel like, in the movie. Um, well, she had a, a fantastic scene early in the movie. Damn, she's, I, I really don't remember. She's tied to a chair, and her capture, her, whoever captured her, he, uh, gets a phone call from S.H.I.E.L.D. and says, like, anyway, the conversation is, he thinks that she's captured and she really isn't. It's a really fun, funny scene. Yeah, well, but that, that's what I like about them. They have to... Like, when they're in a fight, they have to go by their wits. I mean, obviously, they have some skills, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're super martial arts skills that these movies have for those kind of characters. But but they're not not relying on magic. They have superpowers, yeah. 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 Um, 
And and I think they should do a Hawkeye movie because I I think he is a more interesting character than most of these. I mean, the, actually, that third Iron Man movie was pretty good. I thought. Yeah, the the second one was very poor, but I thought the third one was awesome. But but yeah, yeah I think a Hawkeye movie would be good. But I, th- I th- if they're going to do another, st- they have Ant Man and is their next standalone movie that I know of. Right, which is weird uh, because he was never a big yeah, I th- character even in the Avengers. But um, yeah, so I don't know why. Well, Paul Rudd, so I'll enjoy just because he's in it. But we'll see how that is. And they're talking about a Doctor Strange movie, and there's different people cast for that. But I, I think they should probably do a movie where it's not a white guy who's the star. So maybe Black Widow will be in there somewhere. Yeah, that would be nice. I mean, they could even do Black Widow and Hawkeye together. Yeah, that would be... That would be fine. And Doctor Strange, I always thought was the most boring Marvel character. Not the most boring. Um, that's a pretty fucking long list um, for him to be the most. But, like, of characters with their own major titles i doctor strange always talk like fucking hp lovecraft yeah I, yeah and and it was another one where like well he's got all these mystical powers that basically make him invincible like he can pull anything out of his ass pretty much so where's the conflict really well then he's going against other characters who can pull anything out of their ass that's true the dread dormammu Oh, you must have read a lot more than I did. I've never heard of who his bad guys are. Uh, oh, I oh, I just made that name up. I don't think so. Yeah, I just no. looked it up. That's his main uh, bad guy, and it says on Wikipedia, most people have never heard of this character. You must be a big fan to know it. So that's a, weird that they address me specifically on Wikipedia. It, well, it doesn't say John. It just says you, no. uh, John, by the hoary hosts of Hoggeth. He's always saying shit like that. Um, recommendations. Wait, hold on. Oh, Before sorry. we get to recommendations, who's playing Doctor Strange? I don't think it's cast yet. There's been some rumors. Joaquin Phoenix was the last one I read, but nothing uh, concrete has been said. Michael Chiklis? Good choice. He's he's already done a Marvel property, but it was for Fox, so they might not want him. Oh, oh, that was that's one of the ones that was Fox and not Marvel. Yeah, Fantastic Four. So Marvel can't do a Fantastic Four movie then? Nope. Oh, that sucks. They can't do Fantastic Four. They can't do X Men. They can't do Spider Man. Wow. It's weird that they can't that 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 Fox and Marvel share the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver though. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, that that's really weird. They can use those characters. Marvel can only if they don't call them mutants. What? Is that's, that true? Yeah, that's the rule. Dude, can you imagine being a lawyer coming up with that contract? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, okay, recommendations, Asians, Asians. 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 Do you want to go first? Uh, sure. Uh, this week I'm going to recommend uh, The Wire because I've been rewatching it. And, and it's as good the second time as it was the first or even, third time? Even better because you you catch more stuff. That's cool. How 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 far are you up to? What are you up to? Just finished season two. Oh, so you've you've gone through a lot already. It's how how long have you been doing it? I don't know. Not that long. <laughs> that's why uh, that's why I keep telling you you got to get into it, man. I know. I've I've gone through four episodes of the second season of Breaking Bad this week. You're only on the second season of Breaking Bad. Dang. Well, there's it's... only two seasons, right? Um. 
Well, there's two to the ninth power seasons. I think you <laughs> missed that part of it. Oh, I can't think in that kind of power business. Yeah, well, it's five for the for the layman. Is uh, it called layman? Layman? Laymen? Lame. Like people who aren't yeah. pre- priests? Oh, lame. Oh, no, yeah, people who can't walk. Oh, I thought you meant lame in that, uh, you know, like people say you're lame in that uh, you can't think. You're lame. No, you no. Wear, you wear that gold stuff. No, because I was talking about math. So lame, man, uh, because they can't walk, so they can't count on their toes. So they're very bad at math. I see. Um, yeah, the wire. Uh, I've like unofficially recommended it about a thousand times on the podcast, but I think this is the first time I've actually recommended the wire, uh, which pretty much 99% of the people in America have already seen. So it's pointless. And everyone who, I mean, when I say everyone, uh, I do mean everyone because Amy and David have seen the wire. So you're preaching to the choir except for me. Yeah. Um, Oh, we, I don't know if Jessica, so we have three listeners. I don't know if Jessica has seen it. Yeah, that's true. Jessica, have you seen the wire? See, Jessica, I guess so. See, I guess she has. Oh, she's speaking her Belgian. Mm-hmm. I almost didn't understand. Uh, all right, yeah. What do you got? Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, it why did I came even out ask? this weekend? And it's terrific. Everyone should go see it. It's really funny. Chris Pratt is excellent. It has heart. It's sweet. It's very cheesy, but it, they own that cheesiness, so it works really well. And it's a it's a very fun movie, worth seeing. I don't think you need any background in the comics or anything to enjoy it because they, they, they do a good job of explaining what's going on without any, any, anything, any, any knowledge needed. You don't even need to have seen the other Marvel movies because they're not tied in that closely to them. So go see it. Very fun. I heard there's a good part after the credits. Yes, there is. Worth staying for the credits. Pretty, pretty funny. I, it's different than the other Marvel movies. It's kind of standalone. So, yeah. And, um... And, well, I mean, you didn't mention the rest of the cast. Of course, uh, the Dink. Peter Dinklage plays the raccoon. I didn't know. That. I thought that was all computer generated. So it's a, it's a, it's Peter Dinklage in a costume? Yep. That's old school. Yeah, which is the only way to go. And, and uh, I'm, I'm assuming Peter Mayhew must have played Groot. The tree. Who's Peter Mayhew? Oh, right. That, that Peter has Mayhew. to be a Lord of the Rings reference. Peter May, who uh, played Chewbacca in Star Wars. Oh. Yeah, Which is yeah. a Lord of the Rings reference in a roundabout kind of way. Yeah, because uh, J.R.R. Tolkien, as we discussed, stole Lord of the Rings from George Lucas. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kurosawa. Okay, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I'm going to see that, I think. It looks like fun. Yeah, I think you'll like it. Um. All right. Well, I guess that's all we got then for this week. So, it was, it was enjoyable to speak with you of th- all things comic book. Next week, we're going to have an episode about the library. I think we are. Yes. Um, so, definitely stay tuned for that. Well, not let's not just the library. The library versus the internet, kind of. So we can we can keep our um, geriatric listeners and our and our preschool listeners. Next week, we're having an episode about the library. Write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com. Uh, like Rate us highly on uh, iTunes. Yeah, Sorry. like us on Facebook. Um, that's, that's really all you have to do. Tell your friends to listen. Oh, right. And 
as always, uh, try to love yourselves. Do a little something for you. And for us. Yes. Uh, via cash, please. We're, we don't need any more emails. Um, all right. Well, until next time, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Who broke my heart?